Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. All right. Hello, everybody. Come one, come all to your favorite show. It's the Solo Big Dog Pod. Yeah, I'm by myself. No Caleb, nobody barking at me here. It's just the big dog. I mean, Nick Patterson has been out here putting up solo pods left and right, honestly making us look bad. I mean, it's if anybody's putting in the most work here, it's Nick. That guy, I mean, he's he's working his tail off. And Caleb, because Caleb has to edit it. But still, he's not going to be happy that he has to edit this, because I haven't told him yet. But, I wanted to introduce a new kind of series, I guess. You know, me and Caleb, we do PSO. Nick's got his own baseball pod. I want this to be called the Three Pump Chump with the Big Dog. And you might be thinking, what the hell are you talking about? Has the big dog finally lost his marbles? Has he finally been neutered? No. I'm going to go over three topics. Depending, I mean, I don't know how long it's going to take. It might take 15 minutes. It might take three hours. Just kidding. I'm not talking on here for three hours. They don't pay me enough for that. But I don't know how long it's going to last. I'm just going to go over three topics that I choose. And you know what? For future shows, if you guys want, you can, you know... DM us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, whatever you want. Which, if you want, you can also follow us at PSO Sports One on Twitter and Instagram, and Pointless Sports Opinions on everything else. DM me, even my personal account. I don't care. I, ain't, I Big Dog definitely ain't getting any DMs. But if you want, yeah, throw me some topics my way. But I'm gonna go over three topics that I picked, and they're gonna be all over the worldwide world of sports i probably fuck that saying up but it's all right um but yeah i chose three topics i'm gonna go over them i didn't choose baseball just because we've had a lot of baseball content out i'm loving baseball though which you would never hear that come out of my mouth if you've heard past uh podcast i've talked better about ex-girlfriends than i have about baseball in the past couple years but damn i'm really enjoying the game it's probably because the cardinals are doing well i'm sorry i'm a fair weather fan I'll admit it, but I mean, I'm going to stick to basketball, and I even have a football topic that I want to talk about, 
But first, let's talk about this crazy, crazy NBA season that's been going on so far. Mainly because the buyout market went absolutely fucking bananas. We had Andre Drummond, who's a uh, an amazing rebounder. It's debatable if he's a good player. I mean, it's up for debate, I guess. He went to the Los Angeles Lakers, who are still missing LeBron James and Anthony Davis, both with their respected injuries. And then we also had Blake Griffin, the corpse of Blake Griffin, I called it. But damn, I was wrong. I've been wrong before. I was definitely wrong on that shit. God. But Blake Griffin signed with the Nets. And LaMarcus Aldridge, who, if I had to pick between the two who's going to be better, I'd probably be picking Blake. But after that performance against the Pelicans with LaMarcus Aldridge, I'm biting my tongue. So what I'm going to talk about is this. my topic number one, this insane super team of the Brooklyn Nets. I know New York is a Knicks town, and the Knicks are doing good. They're, they might you know, be in the play-in tournament, which that's a huge step up from where I thought they were going to be, which was the trash can. Um, it's still a, it's still a Knicks town, but damn, if you're not a fan, if you're a fan of the NBA, you should like this Nets team. I know you can hate how they all came together and whatnot, but it was absolutely insane watching them play against the Pelicans. KD comes back. KD is finally back after a two-month hiatus with that, I believe it was a hamstring injury, you know. And, you know, remember last time he had a hamstring injury, it led to that Achilles tearing. So I was very pessimistic. Uh, he, his over-under for points of that night was like 21 and a half. I almost put money, I almost put my whole mortgage down on the fact that he was going to score like 10 because they were going to minute restrict him. I mean, he didn't get it. But in 19 minutes, he scored 17 points, had five assists, and seven rebounds. And if you watch that game, that was pure basketball. That was absolutely beautiful basketball. It got to the point where they were double-teaming LaMarcus Aldridge. Are you shitting me? LaMarcus Aldridge? The guy the Spurs signed to be the next Tim Duncan? And he was shit? I mean, he wasn't shit. LaMarcus Aldridge is a great player, but he wasn't Tim Duncan. That's for damn sure. But LaMarcus Aldridge also, he got the start that night. Guess what he did? 8 for 12, 22 points. And if you watch that game, they were, I mean, they're usually a a pick-and-roll type team. They're not a real post-up threat. They were posting up. They were giving it to Aldridge in the post, and Aldridge was eating. I have not seen ball movement like that since maybe year two of the KD Warriors. I It was absolutely insane. It took Golden State two years to get into that flow when they picked up KD. The Nets are doing it year one. And not only are they doing it year one, they're doing whenever their best players are missing time. What I, I think I saw a stat the other day. Kyrie, KD, and Harden have played in seven games together. That's it? Seven? And guess what? They're still second in the East. 
Harden's an MVP candidate. He's probably going to miss about two months. So that'll, I think Jokic is finally locking that up. But this team, I just don't know what teams are going to be able to stack up to them. I really don't. I mean, it's Brooklyn's absolutely amazing. Uh, I want to credit the coaching staff, you know, with Dan Tony and and Steve Nash coming in, but I don't I don't know shit. I think I could call, coach this team. You know, I think the big dog could go out there and bark some orders out there. It probably ain't hard. Now, I'm not on the side of just giving them the trophy, though. If we go to the finals, let's say, even to the Eastern Conference finals, who's matching up with Joel Embiid, if healthy? Who? Claxton? I mean, Claxton, he's got a, you know... His, his head is ginormous because that dude knows when he's out on the court, he's playing with the best players. He's got no pressure. That guy's great. You know, he, he's doing just fine. DeAndre Jordan is a dinosaur of this league. A big man that can't shoot anything that it resembles a jump shot. I don't like how this is going to square up. And then if you go to the finals and you got a healthy AD and LeBron... AD is going to feast on these guys, you know. But maybe the ball movement and maybe the outscoring attitude that D'Antoni's tried to implore in Houston for years, and now he's kind of doing the same thing out here in Brooklyn, maybe it'll work out, you know. Maybe they will outscore everybody, and they won't need to worry about defense or having a center that can lock down one of these top guys. But damn. I know, I get it, if you're a LeBron fan and you really like the Lakers or you just don't like KD, I get it. But if you don't fit those categories and you just love the game of basketball and you love watching top-tier talent play together and play well together, watch this Nets team. I mean, you got Joe Harris out there. He's This is a perfect role for him. I'm, I'm so happy for him, especially Bruce Brown. He got a start against the Pelicans. That guy's insane, too. He's really good. Bruce Brown's been a a spark plug for them. And then, who would have thought Jeff Green? I called that guy a sack of potatoes on this podcast before. You guys know that? It was during the NBA Finals one year. I thought he was done. I thought he was done four years ago. But that's a reoccurring theme with this team. All these guys I kept saying were done. And everybody thought they were done. But the thing is... What we're not talking about, Blake Griffin only had 10 points. 10 points, he was on 4-6 shooting. This is why this team's going to succeed. Because they don't put all the pressure on those guys. Aldridge scored 22 tonight, Blake Griffin's going to score 22 tomorrow, and Aldridge will have 10 points, or Aldridge will have a 6-point night. They're saving these guys. I think it was Kevin Clark from The Ringer. I'm going to quote him here. He said, this team looks like an all-star team that's trying. And you know what? I couldn't have said it better myself. I think that's a perfect perfect example of how this team plays. You know, I'm not giving them the title. But if you like basketball, watch these guys. This is talent. This is amazing. All right, my second topic. Utah. The Utah Jazz. Everybody's talking about him in the NBA right now. 
Everybody is. And rightfully so. They deserve it. 39-13. and 13. Donovan Mitchell's been insane this year. Rudy Gobert is doing what he usually does, which is a defensive stopper, even though for some reason he can't stop the top centers in the league. I don't understand that. I don't know if he's stat pads or whatever, but he goes up against Joel Embiid. He gets eaten. Jokic usually tears him up too. Uh, but this Utah Jazz team's top of the top, cream of the crop. They're they're top in their division, obviously. That ain't hard to do. And they're top in the West by three games. Actually, two and a half. You know who's in the second spot? Phoenix. What the hell's going on in the NBA? This is like a 2K year. You would have told me Phoenix and Utah are going to be the top two teams in the league? Oh, man. But the big thing is, is are they legit? They're 23-2 and two at home, which I know don't mean, it doesn't really mean much this year, especially since half the year there weren't allowed fans in the stadiums. But the way they play together, uh, a famous term I always use, there's always one NBA team that just always overachieves every year. You know, you remember during the heat years, I use this example all the time, so you probably already know what the hell I'm going to say. Remember during the heat years when the Atlanta Hawks took off? I think Teague, Millsap, Horford, and Corver all made the All-Star game. They were a one seed, and not even a one seed. They were a smash-in one seed. They easily got it. And then they got handed in the playoffs. They just got destroyed. You remember that? I think Utah's better than that. That team, I think they actually have legitimate stars. I think Rudy Gobert's an amazing defensive talent that, uh, you know, we kind of underappreciate just because it's Rudy Gobert and it's easy to do that. But Donovan Mitchell, he's... Is he a superstar? I'd say no. I'd say he's a star. Not a superstar. I wouldn't want to build my team around Donovan Mitchell. But damn, if you're a one seed, I might be wrong. They, and they have such good contribution co- contributions from all the other players. I mean, Conley played bad against the, uh, in the Portland game, but Conley's been having kind of a bounce back year. Bogdanovich, you know, he's lights out, usually. And they just, they, I mean... Favors has been good off the bench. Joe Ingles is Joe Ingles. You know, he's going to do what he's got to do. And Quinn Snyder is an absolute fucking genius. I I was going to go the top coaches in the league. Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much. But when it comes to health care, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. 
Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. I think right now off the top of my head, but that's probably a bad idea. But I'd probably put Quinn Snyder at least top five. Top, top five coach. You know how I love my top five list. But Quinn Snyder's a great coach. He's a great head coach. There's a reason Utah is always that feisty-ass team. And they're a good defensive team, too. You know. Do I think they have a chance to make the NBA Finals? Hell yeah. Yeah. Put me up. Sign me up for it. Yeah. I'll say it. You asked me if Atlanta was going to make the NBA Finals back then with Teague and Horford and all them. I'd say no. But this Utah team's different. Quit comparing them. And then I'm talking to myself as well. I need to quit comparing them to them. And especially in this West, where LeBron and AD are still out. Who knows? I mean, LeBron's probably going to come back as LeBron because it's LeBron. But AD, yeah, this injury's kind of looking a little, little shaky as of late. I'd be a little worried. And then who else you got? You got... You know, the Clippers, which Charles Barkley said, you know, there's three guarantees in life. There's death taxes and the Clippers sucking ass. I I paraphrased them, of course. But, I mean, it's true. Clippers, we, we gave them one shot, and it was last year. And guess what? They fell apart. Phoenix, I just don't trust the eight and shit. I'm sorry. I can't. I can't. You know, Chris Paul, what he's done for this Phoenix team, what he did for OKC last year, I think we're really seeing the value of Chris Paul, and it's going to be a damn shame when that guy doesn't lead or leave the – when he leaves the NBA without a title. That's going to be so sad. That guy, if he had one one title or even two titles, I think he should be in the top point guards of all time list. He should have an MVP. He got screwed out of one uh, in like 08. But Chris Paul is absolutely amazing. He's going to go down as one of the most underrated players of all time as well. That guy impacts teams like no other. Chris Paul is absolutely amazing. Booker is starting to heat up. He kind of had a slow start to the year, but he's been fine. Uh, you know, the one thing I just, like, Aiton gets in foul trouble. And who's who's the backup of Phoenix? You know, they don't really have much depth, especially at the center position. Kind of, they got Sarge, Kaminsky. You know, I mean, Bridges has been amazing defensive wise, uh, but I mean, those guys, I'm not, I'm not sold. I'm not sold. I don't like it. So, out of all the teams that could take over this mantle of responsibility from the West, I think it's Utah. If L.A. obviously is without A.D., I think just a LeBron-led Lakers team right now, LeBron and Andre Drummond, no. I'm sorry. That team's just a little bit better than the Lakers team that missed the playoffs with LeBron, which everybody likes to forget. Remember when they missed the playoffs because they had Kuzma and shit? Well, guess what? They have, you know... Dennis Schroeder doesn't want to come back to this team. Rondo didn't come back. 
We're seeing a lot of lot of problems in paradise right now, especially if they miss the or not miss the playoffs, but if they don't go to the NBA Finals this year. It'll be a scapegoat season for the Lakers, though. AD was out. LeBron got hurt. Everybody's hurt. Okay, that's fine. Sure. But still, I think the one team that could take this is Utah. And in fact, I would put money on Utah over the Clippers. What other teams are you thinking about? Denver? No. Jokic? I mean, Jokic is absolutely amazing. Jamal Murray's too hot and cold for me. He took off in the bubble, but that's the bubble. A lot of a lot of things happen in the bubble that aren't happening now. We thought Tyler Hero was going to be a 25-point game guy, and then look what happened to that. I mean, he's still young, and he gets a lot of shit for no reason, but I'm just saying the bubble kind of over-exaggerates. Portland, I mean, Dollar Dame. They went to the conference finals uh, last season, I believe. I might be wrong. Last season and the season before, I just I don't think they can make it out of the West. And if they go up against Utah, I think Utah's got them. And then you got Dallas and Memphis. I'm not worried about either one. I mean, Dallas maybe. But, I mean, it's just the Luka show. Kristaps is just a – he's a corpse right now. It's the corpse of Kristaps Porzingis. So is this Utah Jazz team legit? Going back to my first question. For topic number two, I'm saying yes. And I'm saying if AD isn't healthy, they should be the favorite in the West. If AD and LeBron are healthy, though, see you later. Sorry, you guys are getting bounced. It's LeBron. I'm sorry. All right, my last topic for the three pump dump chump. I forgot what I called it already. The 49ers traded it up in the draft. To number three, and they traded a lot, a lot to move up to the number three spot. I was already kind of surprised that they did that. And then on top of it all, on top of it all, the rumor is they traded up for Mac Jones. They're going to take Mac at number three. We're going to have three quarterbacks go in the top three picks. Number one, Lawrence. Number two, Wilson. And number three, Mac fucking Jones? Listen, I like Mac Jones. I like Mac Jones a lot. But what did Justin Fields do in the past, I don't even know, four or five months to make this guy go from easily the second or even first best quarterback prospect Two, behind Mac Jones? I think Mac Jones would be a perfect guy in a situation late in the first round. You know, Patriots, uh, you know, uh, just a team that doesn't need him right now. That he can sit behind and get some reps. Or maybe even like a New Orleans, I guess, where you don't need him right now. Let him develop. Let him wait a little bit. But if he goes to San Fran, Jimmy G's busting some knee, you know, he's busting his knee up, he's busting his his calf up, he's busting something up, his shoulder. He's going to be out week three, week four. And it's going to be Mac time, 
and saying, Fran, you guys are going to try to make the Super Bowl with Mac Jones? I like Mac Jones. And I'm talking shit on this. And I don't like Justin Fields that much. I think if Justin Fields goes to the wrong team, he's fucked. Which, I hate to break it to most of you, but that's how most of these picks work. If you go to the wrong team, you're destined for failure. Alright? But there's also some times where no matter where you go, the player's always going to suck. A.K.A. Johnny Manziel. He could have went to Dallas. He could have went to New England. He went to Cleveland. And it just made it worse. Right? Tebow. Come on. Nobody's developing Tebow. He couldn't throw after four years of fucking college. Mac Jones, I think he can develop. He can be a really good game manager. And I think he's got a big arm. He can throw deep down the field. But the 49ers better be seeing something amazing. You know, maybe they went in the showers and Mac Daddy was packing. Sometimes that gets these scouts going. Just like whenever wide receivers take their shirts off and jump up a couple rounds. Mac Jones, they got a couple shower picks of him. The 49ers ran with it. They love him now. I don't know. I think it's kind of nuts. But then again, they traded up that high. They got to take somebody. If they take Fields, though, Justin Fields and San Fran, count me in. Count me in. I love it. I love it. That would be great. He is an NFL-ready quarterback, I feel like. Him and Lawrence. Those are the two almost guarantees I'll give out of this draft. Every single draft that we go into, we look at, obviously we look at quarterbacks mainly. But every single year or every single time we look at these drafts, we think there's four or five good quarterbacks in there. Sometimes there just isn't, you know. Then again, you do have drafts where uh, Baker and Lamar uh, you know, you get a and Josh Allen, all those guys come out at the same time. Yeah, that's a honey hole draft. Those don't happen all the time. You know, sometimes you get EJ Manuels as the best quarterback coming out of that draft. Sometimes you get Geno Smiths. You know, Mike Glennon's. That's what you get out of some of those drafts. Blaine Gabbert's. And oh man. We might add another name to that list if he goes to San Fran, and that's Mac Jones. When I heard Mac Jones was going to be a late first-round to second-round pick, I was pumped because that's where that kid needs to go. He needs to go to a team that will develop him, that maybe has a friend starting quarterback, maybe a Minnesota, you know, in the second round. Go to Minnesota, sit behind Cousins, chill, you know, do your thing, develop, maybe not learn much from Cousins because there's not much to learn, but just get better at your craft, learn the NFL game, get a couple reps in here and there. But come on, San Fran, you can't take Mac. You can't take Mac 3. That's insane. I don't know. Then again, I've been wrong at a lot of things. I thought Josh Rosen was going to be good. So maybe I don't know what the hell I'm talking about. All right. It's been about 25 minutes. I cranked out a pretty good pod. I don't have any mistakes written down. I didn't fuck up too much. My final thought, 
WrestleMania's this weekend. WrestleMania. The greatest extravaganza of all time. You got Drew McIntyre against Bobby Lashley. You got Roman Reigns against Edge. I'm excited. I'm pumped. But here's my message. Hey, WWE, fuck you for the Peacock deal. I get it. It was a lot of money. And you guys love money. You guys love money over ratings at this point. But come on, dude. Peacock fucking sucks. Peacock only has the last three years of SmackDown on it. Nobody gives a fuck about the storylines in 2019. Nobody cares. I certainly do not give a shit. I want to watch old school. I want to watch, you know, 2002 SmackDowns and 2004 SmackDowns. Eddie Guerrero is champion. I was on a series where I was watching each SmackDown from right after WrestleMania uh, 20. It's been great. I'm leading up to the JBL versus Eddie Guerrero rivalry. And now I don't know what's going to happen. Because you guys fucked it up. Because you went to Peacock. I'm fucked. So thanks, WWE. Not only did you ruin my childhood, but now you ruin my casual when I get home wasted experience. You know, nothing's better than whenever you're hammered drunk, you're stumbling in the house, you come downstairs, and you watch Eddie Guerrero do a five-star frog, frog splash on your television. There's nothing better. You're looking at the TV and the wall at the same time because the whole world's spinning in front of you. And you know who's always there for you? Eddie Guerrero. But not anymore. Because WWE took him away from me. Alright. That's it. I'm done. Thank you guys for listening.